Welcome, everyone, to THPS Podcast, episode number 50, the big 5-0. Thank you for joining. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for uh, taking some time to stop and uh, be a part of uh, this uh, great uh, time that we always have when we hang out for the THPS podcast. My name is the Dode Man, and I would like to uh, take this time and welcome a co-host, Freddie. Freddie, how are you? Good. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Episode 50, it's a huge milestone. I can't believe the podcast made it to the big 5-0 before you did, Dode. <laughs> Hey, I'm right on the, I'm nipping on its heels. I'm really nipping on its heels and getting close there. So, uh, yeah, thanks everybody for stopping by. We, uh, we're looking forward to our guest uh, and hanging out uh, here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, just one little piece of housekeeping item as we get going here uh, this evening. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 released this week on Switch. It's the uh, first time you're seeing a true full-blown Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, game on on a uh, handheld. All of the stuff up to this point. I mean, even even uh, Thug Two Remix on PSP, though close, it wasn't uh, a true full version. So pretty cool, awesome to see that uh, that we have uh, that title on all. Uh, we've got uh, next gen and current gen platforms. Um, and then kind of what the hope there is is uh, now that that's kind of done and they've got that that game out for all platforms. What's the future hold? And that's I think the question on everybody's mind, you see it all over socials. Will there be another remake? Will there be a new game? We don't know. We don't. We can only speculate at this time. No announcements made at E3. No announcement name uh, made at uh, the summer games con event. None of that stuff. So, Freddie, you got a Switch? You gonna pick up One Plus Two for uh, for Switch there? I don't have a Switch, but if I did, that would be one of the first games I pick up. <laughs> yeah, indeed, for sure. It should be good. Uh, I heard a couple of good uh, pieces of feedback. Cool little trailer release for it. So, at any rate. All right, cool stuff. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it here. So, our guest today is Crad. He is a veteran player of the series who has an impressive res resume. He's well known for his amazing talent as a speedrunner. He holds the world record for his amazing speedrunner on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. He's one of the founders of the long-standing community website THPSX, which holds the largest known library of custom content available for Thug Pro. Crad uh, is skilled across many disciplines in THPS, including King of the Hill, Capture the Flag. He's an exceptional glitch finder we often joke that crad can corner glitch on a flat wall he further helps out with the open spy project which allows players to play online together on thug pro as well as many other games outside of thps please join us in giving a warm a tony hawks pro skater podcast welcome to crad hey <laughs> hey <laughs> I was. Where was the six pop cans that were gonna blow all at once? And the uh, the uh, we're doing it live. Where was all that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm all talk. Just hey. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, <clears throat> Crad, thanks for uh, joining uh, for uh, for uh, your willingness to do this. I know uh, this isn't really uh, your favorite kind of forte or medium to communicate, but man, we really appreciate it, and I think this is gonna be a great episode. Yeah, it should be fun. Cool. 
All right, let's jump right into it. General questions and quick hits for you. Coming at you, just let's fire through them. We've got uh, number one, uh, Crad, what is your favorite Tony Hawk game and why? So obviously it's going to be Pro Skater 4. Um, and it's just, it's just faster, better, and stronger than the rest of the games. That's, I mean, once you play it, it's just the best. All right, Crad. Good answer. Um, now, next, can you tell us who are your top three favorite players? Yeah, that's just not a fair question. Um, <laughs> there's so there's so many aspects to the to the game, like ones to hang out with, the ones that are like really good at the game. Um, just so I, if I had to answer it, I probably would say Jesse, um, Freddie, and the next one would be to be named later. It could be you. Hopefully not me. I hope you're talking about Freddy because I'm nobody's favorite player. But it could be anyone that hears this question. It could be you. <laughs> I like it. Uh, what is your favorite online game mode? Yeah, so it, it was all going to be one of these two: Capture the Flag or King of the Hill. I would say Capture the Flag, just because there's a lot more points in a game where you could you could mount that comeback or kind of regroup, so to speak. Uh, King of the Hill would be a close second, but. I've spent many of hours, uh, especially with Jesse, just playing Capture the Flag. Uh, it never got old to me. King of the Hill, you can play it for a few, uh, maybe an hour. Um, you just get kind of drained out. It's just repetitive. Uh, but CTF is is an all-night thing. Nice. And can you tell us what would be your least favorite online game mode? They're all really good. Um, the ones that, are, that just did not hit the nose were obviously Scavenger Hunt. But I think... The concept was there. I just don't know if it really played out as well as it could have been. Uh, that or Elenescape, but um, I just think if it was done a little bit better, they could have been. They could have held their own. You don't like that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Battle Royale that is Elenescape? You just kind of have to sit there while everybody else fights it out? Well, I don't know if it was a Thug <laughs> Pro thing or not, but they did make it a little bit better. Um, but uh, But no. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that's a strong answer. Uh I already know the answer to this question, but I'm going to answer. I'm going to ask it anyway. What's your, what's your favorite level from all uh, games and consoles? So American Wasteland had some of the best levels. <laughs> uh, just kidding, that's the worst game ever. Uh, college would be, would be the picture. <laughs> all right, and there's the queue. I don't even know where you are. Are you even in this game? I'm in Vancouver. Where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, that's the segue to join your uh, your favorite level. <clears throat> All right, so what would be your favorite Thug Pro custom level? So I don't really I don't really care uh, too much about custom levels. I don't know why. I love playing in them for a few minutes, but um, I love Taco Bell by by Satin. Wow, that's a strong <laughs> answer. <clears throat> I think that's the first time I've ever heard Taco Bell as a favorite custom level. <laughs> Just because of the novelty of it, or because you love Taco Bell? Yeah, but now that I'm thinking about it, um, the puzzle ones by Nameless, those are really interesting. Yes, yes absolutely. Nameless Warning did the series of uh, obstacle maps that are kind of puzzle-based, and they each kind of have this sequence. They're super awesome. Highly recommend those as well. But you can't eat there, so I mean, that's true. So long. This is true. That's yeah. fair. 
All right. Do you have a uh, Do you have a favorite um, Do you have a favorite creative park? So a little bit of bias, but on, probably only Freddy would remember this. But the La La Land creative park in First Gator Four was by far the best map uh, ever created. La La Land. Yes. I don't. Close second would be uh, Mr. X's and Deacon's mazes. Um, those were fun. Yep, wow. for sure. And what whatever happened to La La Land? How did it get lost? Somebody deleted all the, the file because he assumed Thuggle was went, was not take over, uh, and it was <laughs> lost forever. Feels bad. <laughs> that is a feels bad man. <clears throat> what would be your favorite Tony Hawk video or series of videos? Mm, so, Tony Hawk Forever. The first one, and that was also, I believe, Freddy's coming out party, um, and as like just showcasing <laughs> his dominance in the game. That was probably the best video I've ever seen. Uh, but then you have Brazbox's uh, his videos, like Chess of Memories, really good. Mm, very good. Um, then you have Tho TV two, where Mister Freeze bonks over me uh, in Manhattan. That was like iconic moment for me. The rare Mister Freeze Manhattan clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good picks for sure. Uh, what's your favorite technique or mechanic in the game? So drop down, and what a pleasant surprise that was to see that in the uh, THPS One Plus Two. That was great to see. Um, but yeah, drop down, uh, it's just the best. It's greatest. Yeah, adds a whole other uh, element and feel to it for sure. Yeah, it it definitely changed the way. Speed runs go as far as first gear four. Uh, Thug one, you have walk mode, which you can kind of substitute, but it's not as fluid. Sure. Even you know the for the community of King of the Hillers, not a, not everybody knew about drop down at the beginning, and only oh, yeah. very few people actually started incorporating it into their gameplay. Yeah, especially in college is a good example where you can drop down off a wire mid grind, land on another wire to go a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you there were some accusations of cheating thrown out because people didn't realize you could do drop downs. Maybe. I, I don't think so as much, though there will be a topic I'm sure coming up where there were definitely accusations of cheating coming and are still <laughs> coming around. All right, we're going to move into some more in-depth specific questions. The first of which is, when did you start playing Tony Hawk? What title and what system? So a little late in the game, I was on the uh, Pro Skater 2 on Nintendo 64. I was probably about 7, I guess. Uh, really fun. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into, though, um, <laughs> until a couple years later. Okay. Uh, and then when did you first play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Online? Okay, no name calling, though you especially. Uh, but it was a, a it was a Christmas gift. Um, so on Pro Skater Four. Uh, <laughs> all right, I won't say it. You wait until the network adapter came out and you started playing Pro Skater Four online with the official PlayStation network adapter. Yeah. yeah Everybody yeah. knows what that is, but since you asked, I won't say it. <laughs> Go ahead. You can say. No, it. I'm not saying it. <laughs> Uh, this question is skipping forward a little bit, but uh, what years were you? Did you feel like you were the most invested in playing Thug One PS2 online? 
Yeah, so once per theater four, and I you would know the date, Freddie, but pretty sure it was it finally went down in two thousand six, uh, May twenty seventh or something. Um, you know, so so I would say two thousand seven to maybe twenty eleven, which is a really long time to play some stupid game on PS two, but Ooh. you know, as, as in depth as we did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, give us your take on the Robomoto titles. We ask all guests this. If you played Ride Shred, most, a lot didn't, uh, and then HD and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. So Ride and Shred, they're just, they're non-factors, so we're just skip over those. Um, yeah, <laughs> and some of that being a blame on Activision, maybe, maybe the company that, that developed it did not want to do it that way. Maybe they were forced to. I don't know. I don't really care. I don't blame them for it. But it was terrible, I'm sure. Uh, Pro Skater HD, that game just did not hold up well. Um, even, I think at the time people were saying the maps they look beautiful, but but looking at them now, they're just they're just bad. Um, and that was the only thing holding its weight. Uh, the gameplay just was not fun. It's not fast. The glitches were, you know, there's a plethora of those around, and not the fun time, uh, the fun kind. And then when Pro Skater Five released. I still recall to this day. Uh, I got it in the mail, and I played it in the first five minutes. I texted Freddie, and I said, "Freddie, it's bad. It's real bad." <laughs> uh, and and we were we were counting on it, and it just it was just so bad. You you you're uh, <laughs> yeah you're definitely echo echoing the sentiments of. Uh... I don't. I don't think I've heard one single. I'd say the best answer from any guest on this question was by Ralph D'Amato. He was so gracious in his response. Well, he's a professional. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But pretty much every player has uh, has echoed the same thing, including myself, and and I'm sure Freddie would would agree too. So, <laughs> but I will say just to clear any of those myths, it did. The game did. It did ship on disc. It was not like some download where you needed. Need an internet to uh, to play the game at all or anything. It was on the disc. Uh, you may have needed to download the final level, um, but it it was all there in its glory uh, day one. Right. Yeah. The patch was bigger than the whatever is kind of the thought there is where you're going with that. Yeah, and that might have been because of the last level they needed to to force on that patch. But right. Uh, the majority of the game was was definitely there. It wasn't just a tutorial. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we're nine months after the release of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2, what are your thoughts on that title overall? So the first day I played it, I was, you know, rightfully so, it was just a breath of fresh air as far as new releases in Tony Hawk World. Yep. Um, but the one thing that really held it, though, I think is the speed run, which is pretty cool to see. You don't, I mean, that was not expected. And it was, it's just great to be able to play it. Uh, the first week, it's all I did on the game was, you know, try and beat these guys on the leaderboard back and forth, back and forth. And it's almost like a waste of time because these new strats are being found a month later. You know, so you got to redo it again to hold your crown on top. And um, But it was really fun, though. Uh, the online, it didn't really hold up past the first, you know, month. No one really plays it as much anymore, right. uh, which just kind of sucks. But, uh, yeah, it was it's, – it's still fun to play as far as speedrun goes. Um but you wouldn't play as much just for, you know, the improv or whatever. 
right? So are you still playing it today? Are you you get you hop on and still try to get on some of those leaderboards for the speed runs or not so much? Uh, I think last month, maybe a few weeks ago, I tried um, school one, no school two. Um, I think I got second or third place, but um, I have I have an addictive personality, so I'll keep playing that thing until it's you know dawn outside. So I, once I see the uh, the hour marks uh, click up, I gotta just shut off a little bit and walk away. But sure, um, if I if, if I do play it, it's, it's gonna be for a while. Hmm. Now, when did you first hear about Thug Pro and actually start playing it? Jeez, I don't know, guys. That was rumors maybe around 2012. Wow. I think it released in 2013. Um, so I'm sure I was there for the first year. Um, but that was a long time ago. Did you play some of the like early like beta stuff? Any of that? I mean, I don't. I it's still in beta in theory, but I think you know what I mean. Before it was generally available. Um, so the first thing they did was they they released the Thug One levels. I didn't play those prematurely, but uh, I did play the Pro Skater Four. Um, the team was gracious enough to uh, to extend that to me. Huh. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really too involved with any of that. I was just um, making sure that it played okay. Sure. <clears throat> So where do you think the, the Pro Skater community would be today if, if Thug Pro wasn't a thing, especially prior to the launch of OnePlus 2? Because we obviously saw a resurgence, a lot of, saw a lot of people kind of come back to the community, at least for a season. Where do you think we'd be if there wasn't a, a Thug Pro? Uh, so the cool thing about um, society as, as a whole is, you know, if something doesn't happen or if something falls through, someone else would step up. Mm -hmm. you know, and you see that basically anywhere, you know, in real life. Um, and I'm sure this would happen here, too. There's just too many smart people. Um, shout out to Gone. Uh, there's just too many smart people. CHC, Gone. Uh, someone would, you know, Thug Pro was a collection of, of all of them, but uh, somebody would step up and have some kind of, of alternative for sure. Yeah, that's true. So can you tell us how did you get your player name, Crad, and does it have any special meaning or significance? No, I was eight up <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it doesn't sure, i've never even asked you this question we've been hanging out for years i it doesn't have any significant with being dark backwards or anything like that it's just you were eight years old and you're just like crad no that, that was the whole significance i was eight and i spelled a word backwards and i guess i'll use that for an email address and that's that's where it came up at <laughs> nice and it just transferred over to the Tony Hawk username. Wow. <laughs> I'm so glad you put a, a girl up in there. <laughs> my, my night is better now. Um, <laughs> what's the significance of the creative skater snorkel, Crad? What's this all uh, about? I, I don't know. I think it just came up in speed running. I just was looking to make a new skater. Um, and, you know, with Alcatraz being so close, you would need to breathe underwater or else you got to respawn and kill the run. So that was you know, probably that's probably what it was. It, it was a real life. For, it was for to make it more realistic. You have to actually swim over to Alcatraz. Uh, that's great. 
Uh, some of these questions I've never asked you, so this is a perfect thing because, like I said, we've been hanging out for years, and I mean, I can't believe some of these questions have never come up before tonight, so this is perfect. Have you ever been involved with any clans in your Tony Hawk career? If so, tell us which ones. Uh, the first one I remember is a um, huge clan. You guys probably know it. It was bracket, paper bag, bracket. Um, and I think the only qualification was you needed to wear a paper bag. Uh, if you did that, you were in. You were one of the cool kids. Wow. <laughs> That's some high-quality uh, criteria to get into the group. I like it. And then, uh, I don't know if many people know this, but uh, APOC, he and I were in a clan before we even knew each other, like, later on. Uh, it was called uh, OPS, uh, and you had to wear military-style outfits. And I think the, the get-in was 2 million points. Ops. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I never knew that before this very moment. But everything past that was just downhill, so. The top clans, where you have to wear a paper bag over your head, or you have to wear military gear, and, and then from and there, get gone. Two million points. That's just oh, that's right. not nothing. Two million points. No. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, extract some more clans here out of you, because we know there were more than just those. But uh, tell us about the formation of MCTF, all the members that joined, and how it went after you left the clan. Um, so yeah, it was basically a, um, rendition of Masters of King of the Hill or Mach. Uh, but I love CTF. And so I had to do one for CTF, uh, and included me, we too had a couple of aliases that Freddy sometimes come on, comes on as on Thug Pro. Um, one of them being Melissa. Don't mean to snitch on your Freddy. Uh, what? then there was magic as well. Uh, M-A-J-I-K, not magic Summers, but magic. And was there anybody else, Freddy? I don't think so. Mad Bomber? He wasn't in there. Grow up. <laughs> um, was he? No, he wasn't. Maybe he was. Not so, I, 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 uh, I thought there was quite a few, like, after you left. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I mean, it was dead to me after I left, so I don't think really <laughs> so. So those are the main players, uh, and they were all really good. Um, and then Freddy was handed... Uh, leadership role of Mock once Helix uh, stepped away, uh, and no one no one knows this until now. This is like a you know just letting you guys know now. He let me in without trying out, so big deal. Oh my! <laughs> he said takes. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, MCTF was an answer to M. Okay. Yeah, just different agenda. It was like a, a sister clan or something. Interesting. I knew I was going to learn some good stuff. Thanks for uh, showcasing my bald-headed creative skater crowd. <laughs> <laughs> to follow along with that uh, last question, Crad, do you realize how close I was to joining MCTF with you and that you joining MOK turned the tables and changed everything? I don't know if that's true, because um, like I said, you were just given the leadership title of, of MOK, um, so that, that would definitely be news to me. Any yeah. any uh, any response to that, Freddie? Well, I think 
being put into the leadership role just changed my mind and I saw a better path where me and Crad could dominate. So you, you knew I would make the transition. You're just waiting for it. <laughs> You're like the guy that waits for the girl to be single and ask her out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. So uh, tell us about the formation of TCK, all of the members that joined that group. So I left MCTF uh, to join MOK. Uh, so I couldn't I couldn't remake that plan on Thug One. That would be rude and disrespectful. So I had to make a new plan for a capture flag, and that was called TCK or uh, the CTF crew, hmm. um, which I invited Jesse in uh, after months of courting him, and he finally joined, and we. We wrecked Thug One for years to come. I mean, it was like 2v6, nonstop, uh, capture limit, not time limit, because we were men. Uh, <laughs> it was just like a really fun time. What are the best levels for capture limit on Thug One? Um, so it'd be Manhattan, for sure. Green and blue. Um, school 2, red and yellow. And those are the main ones. There's probably some more, but like those are the ones that people are easier have the easiest time to uh, get better at. Um, yeah. And and if you have someone that's just joining in, they they probably wouldn't have a really fun time getting used to Vancouver or something like that. So uh, the higher skill games would be played on those levels just because it's more of a of a competition. Hmm. So when you very first started playing THPS, did you get into whoring at all? No, I I tried it. It's just not for me. Um, I think my highest was 393 million points uh, in Alcatraz. But I, I topped out of there as, aside from, you know, those glitches or those Lambo float glitches. Hmm. It always seems like so many people started, they like, oh, that's how you play the game when you first start, and then they branch out to other stuff. I was kind of really curious about that question with you because I had never asked you, so... Yeah, when I first got uh, Persecutor 4, there was a couple games I had online, and I was like, okay, I think I'd be really good at this one online, so let me go get on it real quick. And it's just the scale gap was immense on Persecutor 4. Sure. You just you had no idea where you get yourself into. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Hmm. All right, so did you get into improv much? I think everyone either conflates the definition of improv or... Either it's so broad that you're forced to do what people call improv. Um, so I, I guess if you want to say say that, sure, I did. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're not, you know, if you're not going back and forth on the line, then you're probably gonna do improv. But I wasn't good at it. That's for sure. Me either. <laughs> This is a pretty broad question. Did you ever get into the competitive scene in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? I'll, 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 I wrote that question, and I'll just clarify that a little bit further. In the sense of, did you ever enter in any kind of some of the more uh, prom prominent tournaments that were hosted over time? So the only one I can think of would be, would have to be, oh, you know, there were some smaller ones on Thug One, but Cinco... The Flago mm. on uh, Pro Skater 4 was was one of the KXTH.com one that me and Freddie entered. 
um, on it was a two v two format. Uh, we won that one. It was pretty pretty easy except for green and was it homie pretty pulp pulp it was pulp yeah yeah uh they were the ones that were uh the toughest to beat i think they were the second to last ones and then the last one was uh, a little bit easier i I expressed that to green how how we had some trouble with him and pulp and he didn't think that we did yeah, no, it was definitely tougher. Um, it's funny because that was the tougher one, I think, um, than it was versus the last one, whoever they were. It shows it sh- that that shows you that I only know who they were. I just know the the semifinal <laughs> uh, opponents. <laughs> uh, that is. A, uh, th- th- you just answer the next question. I'll skip that next one. Go ahead, Freddie. All right. Did you ever host any tournaments with any of the various groups that you've been involved with? No, I I think it takes a special kind of person to to host a tournament successfully. Um, you know, they have to make it make it well balanced, and as far as seating goes and everything else, that's pretty tough to do. And it's just not not my forte. So, no, no. Uh, so lately we've been seeing kind of this revival of clans recently within the THPS community. Old clans coming back, such as THO, MIAN being super active, TLT, they're adding people still to their roster. Do you feel clans are an important part of the online THPS community? Um, like important right now? No, not really. Uh, back in the day, sure. It, it all depends on how much time you have to put in the game. Sure. If you have uh, like a few hours a week, then I guess. Um, but if you're not spending that much time on the game, then uh, who cares really? Um, it's just uh, one more way for uh, people to to get into their clicks or spend time with people that they enjoy spending time with on the game. It's not really needed. There's not really a um, competitive scene too much, aside from pickup games like the prob battles. Sure. That happen on the fly. Yep, that's fair. Good answer. Thanks. <laughs> so during the Tony Hawk series heyday from Tony Hawk 3 to Thaw, how active were you in the community and did you hang out on many of the popular websites like TXO or Tony Hawk Live? No, I wasn't really in the forums back in the day. Um, I'm kind of glad they're not as prevalent now. Um, I was pretty active on, on the game, though. I was, I, we would do constant all nighters, especially in the summer. Uh, spent too much time, probably. Overall, but not not too active in the community as far as the forums. I did go on to the KXTH forum eventually, but uh, probably a few years late. I spent way too much time on most of those forums. <laughs> and yes, definitely uh, way too late, having to work the next day and all that kind of stuff over and over. We're enjoying Crad glitching as we go. We'll talk about his glitching career <laughs> as we go. If you want me to change levels, me. yeah. If you want me to change levels at any point, just let me know. Uh, maybe event, uh, later on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're a very strong glitch finder uh, within the community. We often joke you can quarter glitch on a flat mall. What interested you in glitch finding? Um, yes, I don't know if I'm a good glitch finder. It's more of how the game operates. If you do a glitch one way somewhere, more often than not, that same glitch will work elsewhere and just kind of, you know, chains together like that. Hmm. 
Ähm, I think. Yeah, well, it's just something you pick up, I guess. Um, sure. Nothing really too interesting. It is fun, though, to be able to just find these secret hidden parts of the game. This is the obvious answer, but, you know, getting to a, you know, behind this wall right here, it's just, you can't do it normally, but, you know, if you know where to do it, you can get back there. <laughs> I love that Freddy's glitched as well. <laughs> of course. I so did, or, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just commenting that I I was never great at glitching. But anyway, go ahead. Well, did uh, you learn glitching from any specific players, or did you find things out on your own, or did you follow guides on sites like TXO's Glitch Vault? Uh, so I I learned some things on, on my own, but the uh, the corner glitch I actually learned from somebody else. I don't know who it was back in Pro Skater 4. Um, you know, and the way I corner glitch is more of a sure way. You can do it at most on, on most corners uh, the first time. Some of the guys, they'll just ollie um, and, and hope for the best into a corner, and, you know, maybe they get it, maybe they don't. But the glitch vault, I mean, that was so such a cool thing. I didn't use it that much. Um, you know, maybe if you're bored and you kind of forget what glitches exist and certain levels should go on there, uh, just as a, you know, reminder. Uh, but it was so cool. I was just, you know, so many... Glitches are just right there, organized on a grid-like space. Uh, you can just quick look at them, see if they're available online, and you know they had that that legend to look at stuff. It's great. Yeah, it's amazing how many glitches they discovered in the first couple of years of the game being out. Yeah, um, you know, especially back then, where it's just not as easy to, to communicate with everyone else. Um, really good on them. A lot of effort went into it. You can tell. Yeah, it was a major pain to do everything back then, you know, screen crabs and videos and everything else. That's why there's not a lot of video tutorials on those glitches, just because the quality was so bad and not everybody had capture cards and all that. So, so yeah, huge shout out to Invisible Man, Onion, <coughs> Snake, <coughs> Biscuit, um, all those guys that were on Glitch Vault. It was fun to, I played with them a fair bit and they tried to show me stuff and I think I got into heaven here in college once, but. <laughs> that that's the extent of my glitch career. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone does that glitch at one point. Sure. Uh, so, um, did you ever meet or hang out with any of those folks? Some of them that I just mentioned right there, Invisible Man, Onion Slash Scooter, people like that. No, I wasn't cool enough. Uh, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I tried to hang out with him once. He said I needed a gold card. And that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him some questions. Oh, he did he really say that? Are you... He did, yeah. No. This was a very long time ago. <laughs> oh, the classic TXO hounds answer to everything. Use this gold card. <clears throat> That's so funny. 
I did not know that. That's too. And he's the greatest guy. I mean, you probably listened to his podcast episode. He's so yeah, no, cool. he's very he's, friendly. Yeah, and I even spoke to him on Discord afterwards. Very yeah. nice person, willing to help out. Uh, back then, I mean, he didn't even know me, so I, you know, why would he? Sure, sure. So yeah, I, he had people. As he said on his podcast, he had people bugging him constantly all the time for. Yeah, he did stuff that so. was not. I mean, he did. He would. He would glitch for sure. He even first time I ever saw the uh, set cuss glitch, it was him doing it in uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he just set cuss, ollie, um, mid cuss, and said it again. Uh, it's like he was flying. It was like the air shuffle before the air shuffle. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he would also do things that weren't even glitches. He would actually modify the game, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. Yeah, he was one of the first. I guess you could call him a modder. He, you know, edited the hex files or whatever else. Gon's going to say he's no modder. <laughs> <laughs> but well, at any I mean, rate he, he didn't use a plug-in so it's, it's stuff about that. right 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 <laughs> no yeah he did some stuff and even if other people were doing it he was one of the first ones that actually got a lot of that stuff to work online too and that was really cool so <laughs> that's so funny gold card anyway moving on all right can you tell us what's your favorite all-time glitch all-time glitch uh before thug pro it was the aquarium glitch in zoo um, it was a multi-step thing where you had a OB2 onto the rock and then set cuss onto the, the other rock ceiling. Uh, then you need to fall in. You probably can't do it on uh, here, can you? It's Grow up. It's open. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I, I, you probably can in some different way. Maybe I don't, I don't really care enough because it's already open. Why would you do it that way? Yeah. Get on in. Yeah. How do you open uh, the aquarium? But since we're here, I can show you my new favorite all-time glitch. All right. Old favorite all-time glitch, new favorite all-time glitch right here. Yeah. We're doing it live. Uh, <laughs> broken. All right. You can feel free to uh, keep asking questions as I sure. fail at this. As you work at this glitch. Hey, look at that. That was quick. Right into the monkey flings poo mini game, <laughs> and then it's hard to get past that fence if I remember correct. Well, not for you, but for the average Joe. Yeah, you might need a corn fish to get past it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so give us uh, three top favorite glitches in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four that don't involve a corner glitch. Uh, so the level swap is pretty iconic. Um, it's when you would, as long as you have people in the room, you could do a level swap. I don't know if someone would time out. One person would. I think they. I think one random person would time out. Um, but the rest that stayed in there, they would be in the new level, and anyone that joined afterwards would be in the old level. Mm. Um, which added a kind of a fun way to do King of the Hill and capture the flag and you know different levels. Uh, next one would be the uh, that old. Uh, if you went to a creative park, and you had one of the security uh, booths uh, placed right on the default spawn, your skater would turn black or white, um, and then you could change levels, and it would keep that color for however long you had it charged, so to speak. Yeah, that was one of Onions Cap's uh, color factory. Oh yeah, yeah, I still got that one, I think. Uh, and then there's this one in Carnival. I don't think it works on Thug Pro, but uh, if you go into the Fun House in Carnival and you exit on PS2 and you immediately press square twice, you'll be in an infinite grind. 
Does it work on Thug Pro? Pretty sure it doesn't. <sighs> yeah, you tell me right here. I uh, I've seen something similar to this. I don't know if it's this exact one that I'm thinking about, but because you're just you're grinding all over the level instead of actually playing, right? Yeah, instead of idle skating, you're just right. idle grinding. Yeah, I've seen that before for sure. So you collaborated with Dode to secure the original Glitch Vault site from TXO's former owner, Benson. What led you to want to preserve the site, and why was that important to you? Yeah, so, I mean, with anything, like, as, as time goes on, information's forgotten. Uh, and that was such a lot of information that everyone, you know, remembered as a kid. Um, so I, I originally found this hacky way of getting the content, which it worked. wasn't ideal, but it worked. Um, and then... Luckily, Dode came along and really helped uh, the transfer come. But uh, yeah, just to preserve it. Um, and at the same time, still making sure that they were given credit for the original uh, work done. So if memory serves, this was originally done in, in a uh, old development language called Cold Fusion. And then you basically, did you rewrite it in PHP or convert it or something like that? So I, I just had... Um, there was an application that just downloaded the, the site um, in HTML files, basically. And it would save the images, and it'd just be uh, really annoying to re-upload everything, but it worked. Yeah, and as you can see, everybody is clicking through a lot of this stuff. So this is glitchvolt.com for those of you watching or watching replays. And um, a lot of the stuff is here, and you can navigate. There are some broken things, but that's the way that kind of some of these old ones end up being. And, if, you know, you, you can't vote. You can't do all that kind of stuff. But it still preserves and gives you the idea of how a lot of the stuff was done. And, and I agree, this was a, a really, really cool way to preserve the history of it. Um, super well-known and well-used site um, back in that era. So, uh, Did you ever find any glitches in any of the games that weren't well-known or published on any of the major glitch-finding sites? Yeah, there's one I know I found that I'm, at the time, I'm sure no one else knew. Um, and there was definitely some that I know I did that weren't on the original sites. I just, I doubt I was the one that found them, but but yeah, so in Persecutor 4, there's one where you can basically, you know, in Thug 1, there's Bunny Hop, where you can reset your combo. Uh, there's something like that, just like that in Persecutor 4, uh, without the bonus, of course. That's probably the only one I can recall. Did you ever spend any time glitch finding on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2? Uh, no, not really. Um, though with speedruns, there's always people want to find the exploits to help make the run go faster. Um, but it's not really the same thing as casually glitching just for the fun of it. Sure. And I don't really have the tired time to spend you know looking for glitches anymore anyway. So no, not really. It's mostly just... Uh, objective stuff like you know speed running or going online hmm. did you ever make it inside johnson hall yeah so that's um 
a small hall in college. Definitely made it on First Skater 4 on PS2. I don't know if it's possible to do it on Bug Pro, though. I think that came up on uh, Iron Man's podcast, too. Yeah, I seem to remember that as well. <clears throat> so show us the Aryan question in Johnson Hall, and is is it just because the the collision in this particular building or something, or do you even know the technical reason why you can't get in? It's harder to get. Weren't you just in there, Freddie? <laughs> I'm going to say he <laughs> was, so I'm going to say it is possible. Because when I just, were you I, in there? I th you were, weren't you, Freddie? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So this is it's, okay. it's like I don't I don't know. All right, people, Freddie's going to show us how to do it right now. Get in there, Freddie. Let's see it. <laughs> no pressure. This is great. <laughs> this is totally easy. It's like one of the easy glitches. Go ahead. Oh, is it really? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I never know when you guys are serious. Oh, what did you do? I don't know. My screen looks like he cheated, so uh, you're cheating. So what's the cheat? How do you cheat? <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know what he did. No, I did the the camera viewer and warped in there. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Confirm cheater. Got it. That was a cheat. <laughs> yeah, so what, what you do is is that you just do a 180 um, into the door right here. Okay. Door. Yep. And... um. If you do it correctly and you don't walk in the door, you'll just find yourself inside. Huh. So but I wonder I what the technical reason pro. why it's different in here than it than it is in 4 and why you could do it in 4. I just – it's fascinating because I've played with some of the custom level stuff now. So, I mean, obviously, the Blender plugin is very different than – We should say it's so difficult that that's why Iron Man chose it as one of his favorite glitches ever. Huh. Well, there that's you not go. Get that you know the developers didn't use Blender to convert the map. Right, exactly. That's why I said I. I mean, I. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about because they, they, their development process for these levels, bringing them over, is way different than using the Blender plugin. So. Yeah. Shout out to Gone. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Gone indeed. <clears throat> Brad, you are quite the formidable King of the Hill and Capture the Flag player. Have you always loved those game modes? Yeah, I suppose. Um, so the, all the score-based games are just pretty much the same. Graffiti is a little bit different because you know you, you're forced to move around, uh, but the, the collision-based games are pretty fun. Compared to more competitive, I think more live competitive too. I agree. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say besides that. How was your experience being a competitive King of the Hill and Capture the Flag player with a dial-up connection? Dial-up. Yeah, it was like a long time ago. Um, so if I had to put it in words, I would say yeah, it just helps you try and predict the person where they're gonna go, because you, you're not gonna be able to go behind them and and get it unless you you're way faster. They're at a severe disadvantage because you know with dial up you got to go through them and then go past them pretty good yard, um, pretty good yards away. So um, yeah, I would just say it just helps you compensate for that um, and then predict, try and predict where they're going to go. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say I'm pretty good at predicting. Um, I'm also really good at bailing, so once I predict them and get it, I just bail, so it doesn't really matter. 
<laughs> I, I I agree. You're super good at prediction in those games when I played. And in uh, going along with that, do you feel that learning to play collision-based games on dial-up puts you at an advantage when you finally got high-speed internet? Uh, so originally, I thought I think I hated the high-speed internet because it wasn't the same, and you basically had to relearn how to play. Um, but nowadays, uh, yeah, uh, I would say so. Yeah. yeah just it, you, obviously, you get the instant gratification of, you know, if it works correctly, to, as soon as you touch, boop, you get it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> boop. Um, I, it's, in my experience from all these interviews that we've done, over the course of all these episodes now, it seems like the people that did play with dial-up ended up being incredible King of the Hill players, some of the best. This guy right here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, uh, almost all of you, because you had to, because like you said, the prediction had to be incredible because you had to be, as you described, yards ahead of them to be able to even hope to, to, you know, for it to register that you had the crown. So, yeah, I I definitely think it helped. Because, yeah, all of you guys that play with dial-up are just insane. <clears throat> I think you're insane. Yes, yeah, I remember the first time I uh, logged in with DSL, just skating behind somebody and barely tagging their back and stealing the crown. I was, like, amazed. You were like, this is easy now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there used to be a wide array of dial-up internet service providers to choose from. Do you feel that some services were better than others in terms of reliability and lag? Uh, so I was, I mean, you would have to try out all the services to really give a true answer to this, but um, I tried out two. Um, obviously, AOL was pretty popular back in the day. But I was also on Joy Internet, and I think cost and performance, Joy was was the one to go to. Heck yeah! <laughs> yeah, I think it was like three bucks a month. It's not free. I don't know. Oh yeah, it was like three ninety nine a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I also noticed that when you know when you connect, you get the the speed connection. It was like always faster. Interesting. It's like fifty six thousand kbps. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe you guys remember that stuff. And you guys are dating your you're you're dating yourselves too with this. <laughs> Can you briefly rank the net codes of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 PS2, Thug One, and Thug Two slash Thug Pro? Which game plays the best in terms of lag? Yeah, I don't know. I just think it comes down to to your favorite game, I guess, because it's not that different. You know, with Pro Skater 4, you had the long arms where if you scratch it just, just the right amount, like Skate Ace does, uh, you could you could <laughs> get the crown, like, 10 feet away. You'd not even be near the guy. Like, through surfaces uh, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's called long arms. But I don't think that's netcode. I think that's just something else that's weird is going on. Uh, I had to say, I guess, I guess Pro Skater 4, but I don't really know. They're all the same to me. Especially on dial at the time. Gosh. Hmm. So when did you get high-speed internet? What game, kind of what... I mean, obviously, you probably don't remember the day and the month, but... No, I was 16. Um, it was a I Tuesday. It's cloudy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I moved in with my dad, uh, and we, I got it then, and that's when I didn't really like it that much, because it, it was different, and 
already loved it apparently but i was like this is not the same this is not the same uh, you know and then i got the uh the, the hot spot stuff for a bit too um and then when i when i when i bought my place i got it i got actually like good internet and it was actually you know pretty good hmm. so when i when i really came to terms with it probably early 20s Is the uh, you cred where I think you were going vacation or something and at the hotel and be hosting uh-huh. like eight, play, eight player rooms? Yeah, <laughs> so uh, the KXTH tournament season, whatever, whichever one it was, I finally I think I even got pro, I don't know, but I, I, I was on the uh, hotel internet, I was like 12. Uh, I took advantage of that to finally place in, in uh, the season. <laughs> So tell us which team of players provided the most competition for you when it came to capture the flag on Thug One. I don't know. Jesse be the one to answer this. Uh, I guess SN. They were always really tough. Um, Dan for sure was really good. I think he joined TCK eventually too. He probably was in both. Um, so Dan, Snake, Skates, and Thug One. Smug was a good clan. Uh, they were more. Um, you know, doing lines and stuff, but uh, it was always fun to play with with Stoner and you know Derek. They were they were always fun to play with. So fun to hear about the competitive capture the flag stuff. I never really got into that. King of the Hill for sure for me, but um, the capture the flag stuff was never really. I played it enough, but I never got into the or really saw the competitive aspect of it. So this is cool. You you missed out because hands were thrown, insults were hurled. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, so give us your top capture the flag player of all time. Yeah, it's it's definitely Jesse. Dan got really good in the later years, though. Um, but Jesse is just a all around good player. Hmm. I'm more of a defense driven, but Jesse can can pretty much just do it all. Nice. So obviously we played many intense capture the flag games on Tony Hawk four over the years. Can you compare Tony Hawk four capture the flag, AKA capture limit to thug capture the flag, AKA time limit, which takes more skill or does each take their own different type of skill? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they take their own different kind of skill. Um, some people play it differently with the time capture the flag. You got the guys that'll just combo around. Maybe they aren't trying to, to chase down the player that has the flag on the opposing team. Uh, maybe they're just trying to outlast them. But then you know how players that will play that way where they do chase them down while they have the flag um, after zero in a combo. So um, people just play it differently. I'm more, uh, more of the capture limit kind of guy. Bare bones, just speed is just, just way more fun. As opposed to just trying to outlast someone in a timer on a combo. Yeah, I've always been a capture limit person too when it comes to CTF. I do remember though when I came to Thug Pro at first, and I was playing with Fate and Andy THPS and some of those people, and they played time limit. And oh my gosh, I mean, I'm I've seen combos after zero for for years, but man, at airport CTF time limit, I could just see the those guys would go forever. And you're just like, wow, it's quite impressive, really. It just kind of opened my eyes to it, but I've always been a capture limit guy myself, too. 
Uh, who's the top? Who's your pick for top King of the Hill player? So overall, it definitely would be Freddie. Uh, current state, I don't, I don't really know enough. Um, but if we're talking uh, pre-Thug Pro, uh, where we all focused on it, I would say Freddie. Wow, those are big words, Freddie. I mean, that's coming in. That's coming in over some heavy hitters, Devolution and Hiller Agony and Impulse. Yeah, I think he was also voted by everyone that he was also the best on the. the Freddie was. KXTH really? Hall of Fame. I think so. Wow. So you're saying I was the best at a time when the King of the Hill community was ten times bigger. I already said it once, Freddie. Yeah, you were the best. That's <laughs> 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 good. <clears throat> so what do you what do you like about King of the Hill gameplay with scoring really out of the window? Does it seem to be one of the best ways to play the game on a level playing field? Yeah, well, I don't like people, so King of the Hill just comes natural because you're trying to stay away from people. Um, so that's my answer to that. <laughs> oh, that's too good. It's just, you know, it's just um, the the speed aspect comes into play again and um, maneuverability. Uh, it's got a high skill ceiling. Uh, and I think, I think people can become better at King of the Hill faster than they come at scoring or whatever else. Hmm. All right, so let's talk about uh, com. Man, I always want to say that differently, but I uh, I, I fail at it every time. Uh, let's take a look at this. And I didn't realize this was still stood up, and I have a feeling that maybe somebody that's on this episode here might be responsible for this thing still being alive. But um, can you? When did you become aware of the this site uh, and register on the forums? So I think the year I registered was 2005 or 2006. I think Freddie would know the year that I registered, which is not weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, yeah, I didn't really care about forums. Um, I got more into it as the years went on, but it wasn't. I didn't really care. So I got into it late. All right. Do you feel that KXTH league style of play, as it was organized originally by Impulse, could work in today's landscape, or is Thug Pro all about one v one contests? Yeah, Thug Pro is all about one v one contests, and I don't understand why. It's like uh, let's all play normally, but for tournaments, let's just forget all that stuff and just play one v one. Like every time you <laughs> someone play King of the Hill, it's five player rooms, six player rooms, if not more, which is you know kind of productive because of lag but five or six player rooms, but they always want tournaments to be 1v1. I, I don't get it. Uh, so yeah, I think um, the impulse style could definitely work. Should work. And I don't know why it's not being done more often. Huh. Didn't somebody say that because this, because this format on KXTH, I'll get it eventually, never, um, some say that it's just a big commitment because it's a season, right? It's not just a one-off deal. It's a it's a longer-term deal, and that's why it's a little harder to pull off now. Just the amount of time that it takes to to keep it going for that whole long season of it. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that. It has to do with scheduling. If you right. 
if you miss a couple sessions, then you, you lose a lot of points for that you could have earned. Sure. Maybe the 1v1 is just better for longevity. I don't know, but I, I still don't understand why normally we'll play, you know, in five player rooms, but when tournaments happen, it's 1v1 because they're, they're just different dynamics. I mean, you could play half your game in 1v1 going in circles on somebody. Um, as a, and that just wouldn't work in an actual normal King of the Hill game. Sure. All right, here's a here's a real quick side question to that. Um, what would you how would you feel about a one v one tournament, ten minute games? Yeah, we used to do that, didn't we? Um, I don't know how, what we did, but I'm I know I played a ten minute game, one v one. And if the question is, is that kind of a compromise? Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, that was the old KXCH Fight Club. Yeah, Fight Club. Okay, yeah, that's crazy. Um, no, why, why torture yourself with something that's not appropriate to do it even, you know, five times as long? One v one, King of the Hill is so hard. <laughs> I think it's very challenging. But uh, obviously, you guys know what you're talking about because look at this on this website we're looking at: Freddie and Crad Cinco de Flago Tournament Champions. It's a good banner. Trad's a tall one. <laughs> uh, so one of the more most controversial subjects in the early days of KHTH.com was when the admin, Impulse, presented us with the speed glitch and the case against Magic, in which he alleged the use of auto-kick off by your clanmate at the time. This provides a substantial speed boost on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. Were you aware of Wheat or Magic playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 with auto-kick off? This would have been prior to December 04. Uh, so yeah, I, I didn't know that he did it, and I'm still not convinced that they did use it. Though I think one of them uh, said they tried it on and off a little bit, but that they, they didn't use it like all the time um this was a huge conspiracy thing um almost like a trial back in the day uh, <laughs> wow. one they took it too seriously uh it was it was huge though really uh, and they all they also said things that they didn't follow through with where i've got 10 hours of them using it you know and that never came to light wow so yeah. uh, it's just so weird um, impulse impulse claimed he had 10 hours of observed footage of these players playing with auto kick off and he he had them saved to a dvd but he never uploaded it yeah so um obviously it's is this cheating uh is this naturally implemented control in the game cheating uh no it's it's not though at the time we, we maybe we just felt betrayed because not everyone knew about it maybe but i'm not convinced that they even use it that often What do you think, Freddy? Did, uh, did, was Wheat a big uh, auto-kick-off guy? I, I don't know, because I, that's when I, was, I had taken a little break in the fall of 04, and right when I came back is when this whole case was real big. So yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't playing with Wheat at the time, but I could see what Impulse was saying with you know the, the manualing around Kona. Yeah, he was definitely the manualer. He, uh, and he invented <laughs> that. Uh, people might do it now, but he was... Yeah, he was the guy that first showed it off. Yeah, gosh, it seems like every single 
I'm not surprised to hear there was some sort of big controversy somewhere because that's just how it goes in communities, right? You know, the whole I2 thing that we've hit over and over on this podcast, you know, so many times, you know. So we got Ace in chat saying you followed him around the town watching him. So sounds like there was probably some compelling evidence against it. Maybe, but again, it was never released. Uh, and if if we use it, the Magic probably did use it because they are really close. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there was times you could say Magic was unnaturally fast, but I think he really had a skill for keeping the speed up in his gameplay anyway, whether he used it or not. Hmm. Yeah, and it goes along with that thing, you know, uh, in sports, great players, you know, they, they cheat to stay great. Uh, same thing can be said here. Maybe um, though. Again, it's not probably not cheating, so to speak, as everyone said it was back in the day. Uh... So skipping ahead, you know, in modern times, playing without a kickoff, it's become widely accepted as an alternative style of play, with the speed boost being on par with the two speed manuals that are included in Thug Two. Should this be allowed during competitive King of the Hill capture the flag play? Yeah, I um I don't think it's that big of a deal because one of the things we didn't realize back then was the trade off you get when playing without a kickoff. You know, if you if you bump into an object, you're just you're dead. You know, you're flat on the ground, not moving. You gotta work it back up again. Um, as opposed to auto kick on where you know you do this, you're still going pretty fast. Uh so I don't think it's that big of a deal. But people uh disagree in some some sort of fashion, I'm sure. It always seems like that was just kind of the faux pas, you know, it's just like, even in Thug 1, I remember us getting grumpy if people were using speed manuals, you know, um, and then the auto kick thing, it just, the group I played with, we just, it was just not anything that we, nobody did it, you know, it's just like getting on a high ledge somewhere and camping or using techs or, you know, all the stuff that I think, I guess, the, the more purist King of the Hill players these days, we just don't do that stuff, you know? So. <clears throat> All right, so <laughs> some of these questions, I'm just going to disclaim that Freddie wrote them, so that's all I got to say about this. <laughs> he says, at what point did you feel confident that you were faster than Devolution? Uh, so I, I guess I've said this a couple of times, which is why he's phrased it this way. Uh, there was a capture the flag game in Alcatraz, and I I beat Devolution from one flag base to the other flag base to capture it. You know, and he was livid. You know, he couldn't believe it. <laughs> and all, all I could do was uh, the Hoosier Daddy taunt. You know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so KXCH became a niche but active scene for King of the Hill players. It's sort of our own corner of the community in a time where the expanded Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Online universe was arguably at its peak. Did you become involved in any other THPS websites such as TXO or Thug Live at the time? No, I barely came involved with KXTH until a couple of years later um, and pretty much stayed away from the other ones. I wasn't that kind of player. I was mostly there just to hang out with you know, a few players that I knew and play King of the Hill mostly. <laughs> All right. Um, how disappointed were you in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5's King of the Hill mode? 
uh, I don't know if it was, you know, someone just messing with something to change it because they want to change it or if there was maybe to lessen the skill gap. I don't know what the deal was, but it definitely not the same. You know, they cut off a lot of level area that you can go into and it's just kind of dumb. It wasn't the same as, as what you see now, that's for sure. No. Do you feel that King of the Hill and Capture the Flag would have extended the life of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2's popularity? Oh, I don't know. I mean, having a collision-based game in 1 plus 2 would change everything, but could it overcome the fact that there's no communication, no way to set up games? So I would say it would not, it would not save it uh, based on the fact that you need a third-party service to, to schedule or to line up competitive games without knowing them beforehand, you know, knowing the players beforehand. That's an interesting point. I hadn't thought about that aspect of it. That's really kind of key to those, to that type of gameplay. If you don't have yeah. that, then it's going to detract from it even further, even if the mode does exist. That that was the main downside of the private lobby is you still, you still can't, uh, you would have to find that player and know who they are before you invite them. Right. Otherwise, you're just counting on finding someone, some random guy that you can't talk to and say, hey, let's be friends. You can't yeah. do that. You just got to hope they accept your invite. Uh, and you still can't communicate with them even in a private lobby. So, yeah. It's a lose, lose, lose. It's a really good point. I hadn't considered that, and that is very well put. Uh, so we've talked about some of the best players, but tell us who are some of the most underrated King of the Hill and Capture the Flag players from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 and Thug 1. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't think we got the recognition he really deserved uh, in King of the Hill. Like, when you think of great King of the Hill players, I don't think you, you would name Wheat. So he might be an obvious choice, but I think he would still be underrated. Like I guarantee you, yeah. you wouldn't know Wheat um, from that name at all. I'm sure unless no. it was just through me and Freddie. Nope, I've never heard of Wheat. A lot of the players that you guys have mentioned over time, it's just I always get shocked that we didn't, you know. But by the time those leagues and stuff were running, I was all custom content all the time. Mm -hmm. That's all I played. I didn't play really anything else so it's not horribly surprising that i haven't met a lot of these people but yeah no i've never heard wheat before yeah my my kxdh.com was basically your creative view to uh, review .com. sure yeah, yeah makes sense we kept to our own yeah <laughs> uh there was also venom i don't know if you recall venom um i think he might have been one of those late joiners into mctf he was in uh he was in the the sort of like a, a B league. It was called the uh, MCTF X Army. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even Are you serious? It. No way. Yeah. They copied yeah. TXA. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I kind of wish I had him uh, still in contact with him because I think he would have been a good player. Yeah, that's too funny. I think more people should know about Sleepy. Sleepy is a great person, uh, great player. He's a good person to have in your life. He's a good dude. Hmm. So tell us, when did you first become interested in speedrunning? Uh, so I guess when I 
I got this my first PC built. Shout out to Skate Ace. Um, <laughs> you know, you download Pro Skater Four. Um, that's probably when I first got into it. Uh, and at first, it was just a, a way to, you know, just a it's a different way to find that joy in your favorite game again, like all over. You know, speedrunning is is really a monster. Um, it, if even if you're like the best player as you know, overall in a game, speedrunning will will test those waters and make you relearn the game in a different way. So that was pretty uh, pretty frustrating because uh, you know you should be good, but you're just not, and you gotta practice at it. So, so it's fun too. <laughs> speedrunning takes immense practice, perseverance to perfect line strategies, and has to be nerve wracking to achieve a record. Is that an accurate statement? And how do you keep your patience in check and persevere to achieve a solid run? Um, so you have to play a game that you actually like. Um, there, there are a lot of runners who I don't know if they actually like the game that they're running. You know, they're just doing it to get a time on the leaderboard. Hmm. Um, but if you play a game that you like, like me and Pro Skater 4, you're not really playing against the system. You're just trying to improve yourself. Um, so that, that helped me a lot. Uh, Pro Skater 4 is not an easy game to run. It's very penalizing, even the smallest mistakes. Um, but the fact that I just I just enjoyed the game, you know, that helped me a ton just to stick with it. And who are the top? Who were some of the top speedrunners in the community when you first got into it? And are those people still running today? Uh, so Jorge is an obvious choice. Um, he comes from that Pro Skater Two, Pro Skater Three era. And by Jorge, Jorge, you mean George? Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, so <laughs> he's just an overall good player, uh, and those skills translate pretty well into Pro Skater One Plus Two. Uh, Silence, a notable person. He's just a nice guy in general. Those are really only ones I'm interested in, I, I guess. Perfect's a really good player, too. Give a shout out to him. He has good movement. And yeah, they're all they're all still running. Oh, Silent not so much, but he's around uh, today. Hmm. So what was the turning point for you in simply going for um, ILs to really shooting for times on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 any percent? So in Pro Skater 4, ILs are just they're just the individual goals. And that's a really good way to get started into speedrunning because Pro Skater 4, uh, the amazing game that it is, is if not the only game, one of the few games that has, uh, once you complete a goal, you can go to the start menu and press uh, view goal menu. And it'll display the fastest times you've gotten on that list. Um, so that's a really easy way to keep track of, you know, someone the fastest time uploaded onto the website. Um, so that's a really good, just a good way to get your hands, get your hands wet, get in there, see if you like it, um, and then progress to the actual full story. Hmm. So you hold the world record for your speed run on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for any percent with the insane time of. 33 minutes and 49 seconds, a record that has stood for nearly four years. How long did it take you to achieve this incredible time? So that time, I think it was, I think it was about six months. Um, when I first got into the scene, the, the run itself wasn't even optimized at all. I think I got the record within, I know I got it within under two weeks. Um, I, I think about a week, though. I think it was a week, a week to the day. 
So it was just um, just an easy run to get real quick if you're somewhat adept at the game already. Um, and then just try to improve on your own time. I find it's kind of annoying because you got to, if you want to advance the game, you just got to keep going at it without any kind of competition or goal or someone to overtake already. You know, so you just got to keep pushing yourself to, to play this really frustrating game. <laughs> so somewhere along the line, someone said your time will probably never be bested on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. I, I think that was Jorge that said that, or George. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not asking you to brag, but do you think it's possible for someone to beat your time? Was it just as close to perfect as possible? Uh, I don't know if Jorge would say that. Um, <laughs> if anything, I probably said it, and if I did say it, it's just because... Not that, you know, someone couldn't do it, because I, I think any Tony Hawk game, as long as someone just commits enough, you know, any person can, can get a faster time. It just takes a um, a long drive and determination to do it, especially Pro Skater 4, because it's just so frustrating. Uh, is it possible for someone to, to beat the time? Sure. Uh, is this run perfect? No, definitely not. There's even... Um, a faster way to do it within like maybe six seconds, a route that I didn't do. Wow. You know, but no one should do that route unless there's reason to do it and there's just no reason to do it. Um, but yeah, as long as someone wants to do, to do the run, they can definitely beat me. Even in my current run, if you watch Chicago, I'm I'm just trying so hard not to mess up. You'll see me just like hold X and just line up the, the shot before I take it uh, in certain moments. Uh, Mafioso goal, uh, for sure, the last one. Um, so I'm wasting a few seconds just doing that alone. Wow. <laughs> We're watching Kratz uh, record here on uh, on YouTube here, so. Nice socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, outfit's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what singular goal or level proved to be the most trouble while going for the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 world record? So with Pro Skater 4, they're all difficult. Um People love to say Shipyard is, you know, the hardest, and it's it's definitely up there. I would say Chicago, because that's really the level where it's all on the line, and it's already a difficult level, and it's a long level. I think it's like under five minutes, maybe. But Shipyard has some, some game-ending goals, for sure. But I would just say Chicago. Is it... Uh, when you do this whole game all at once and you find yourself doing well and you get to the end because like you said you got to Chicago and you you know you knew there were some things that you could have done better or whatever else do you kind of start to get in your own head and be like okay I really can't screw up because we got this right um yeah um it's just pressure I don't think it's that like that um specifically um, it's just the goals are just so hard already. You're just trying to, to focus on not messing up uh, one goal at a time. But no, I would just I would just say you're not really thinking about it too much. You're just trying to go with the motion. Sure. So you've done it so many times, it's just basically complete route memorization at that point. Yeah, muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much. So um, your hands are shaking a little bit more. Maybe they're, they're a bit more sweaty. I don't <laughs> I know. Bet. There's definitely differences when you're you have that that gold split going into Chicago, you know, the record on the line for sure. Yeah. Hmm. 
so uh, if someone really wanted to best your time on this run that we're watching, what flaws in your run could they possibly improve on, upon the shave off seconds? You, you talked about one uh, in particular. Is there, is there a couple there? Yeah, so the early run uh, is pretty slow compared to my normal run. I think even in college, I'm four seconds off my gold split. Gold split meaning, you know, the best time you've gotten in that level before. <laughs> I think I got a 4.12, and my, my best time is 4.08. So, And then even in San Francisco, I bail, and I'm pretty sure I'm 10 seconds behind on that one. Wow. Uh, but fortunately, uh, after after Kona, it's a wrap. Um, I, I did pretty well on every single one of those levels. So if they were to beat it, it would, they would need to, to really stand out in the beginning, and then just hold their time throughout the rest. So you have expressed before that the PC version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 is superior to the PS2 version. Can you explain why? Is it superior? It's just easier. Um, I don't know if I would... If I did say that, I probably would reword it because um, it doesn't have drop-down. Um, you would need a good system to run it. It's not easy to get this running on average systems because it's not optimized. Uh, like right now, some people would run it at 60, some at 30, some at 140 FPS. So uh, it definitely needs some some uh, automation there. Uh, and also, it's just it's also different. So I th I think what I was saying was, it's it's the game you would need to run it to speed run. Because one console slower anyway, but two, the physics are more beneficial on the PC version than it is on the PS2 version. So for speed running, it's definitely the superior version. Interesting. Uh, you don't seem to hold any other records on other games for speed running per speedrun.com, and I don't know if I was looking on the right side. I should have asked you, but <laughs> have you attempted uh, runs on other games besides just? Uh... Uh, yeah, Thug One is a garbage speedrun game. There, <laughs> it is just trash. If you're running any percent on Thug One, you you're not doing it because you like the game. You're doing it because you want a world record. And why that's the main category, I don't know. It is such an awful, unappreciative game. It's, it's so bad. Um, now the Thug One Warp One is better, and I haven't ran it fully yet. I've I've got my my feet wet, but. If I were to run, that, that would be the one I would do. Or Pro Skater 3, because Pro, Pro Skater 3 and Pro Skater 4 are pretty similar. So with the release of Gon's Thug 1 PC mod, Clown Jobbed, do you see yourself attempting any speedrun records on Thug 1? Um, Yeah, shout out to Gon. That's amazing. That's a great mod. What a, what a lifesaver that is. <laughs> uh, if I were to, it would be solely because of Gon. Because um, it has PS2 controls, it resolution is is way better. Um, you can set it to whatever you want it to set it to. Uh, a great mod, but yeah, if I were, it's just because of him. <laughs> oh, I love chat surrounding the. <laughs> so you would only do it, even though you hate the game, but because Gone went ahead and did the the clown job mod, you would you would go ahead and do it to him, and and it would just be straight up run dedicated to Gone. Yeah, absolutely. If, if I were to run it, I would have to keep running it until I got the record, and then I would plaster his name on the video. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Shout out to Gon. Indeed, there's several shout outs to Gon here. 
Uh, so are you sitting on any unreleased speed records that are better times than was currently recorded? Uh, so not the main run, but I do have some individual levels or individual goals uh, saved to my computer that I haven't uploaded yet. One, because if I don't upload them, they'll never be beaten because no one knows what the time is. And they won't try <laughs> to beat an already existing time they've already beat, like, that they know of. That's, that's so funny. I don't know why, but the term is if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around to hear it, does it actually make a sound? Only if you're there and you're the only one knows about it. Right, right. And is the speedrunning community still active and vibrant today? Um, let's say no. I mean, there's people in the speedrun Discord, um, but there's there's never really many runners at one time. Uh, people are usually around to help out, though. It, what 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 would you say? This is a off the cuff question. What would you say was the heyday of speedrunning? Was it like? Because I think speedrunning was like didn't come around until much much later after the games were already out for quite a period of time. When was what what was the speedrunning heyday? If I had to guess, it was when they finally realized that uh, bus laps were a thing. Because huh. a lot of times, uh, you know, these mechanics were invented, and you know, they wouldn't know about it until somebody from the online community would would inform them. Um, so probably once putt stops were implemented, um, maybe that was the heyday. I don't know. I wasn't involved back then, so I can't really tell you. Sure. Um, I came in 2017-ish, um, and these games were released 10 years ago. Before right. that, so I mean, who knows? I, th I can't remember what George said on his podcast and when he, it first started. I know he was one of the he was one of the pioneers. He was one of the first guys to do it, but uh, I just can't remember what it was. But anyway, yeah, I'm sure Jorge was uh, maybe the buffer between them of showing them um, people that only speed run the game and they don't really get involved in the community stuff. You know what what can you do um, and how you can sure. implement certain mechanics. Yeah. All right, I I don't know. I should have put you on this question, Freddie, because I can't pronounce it. But uh, is the Ish Itan retired? Excuse you, <laughs> <laughs> Freddie. Can you rephrase that, please? I can understand. Is the Escuchion retired? Thank you. Oh, I'm I'm sure it's just the Escuchion. I don't I don't know. Uh, maybe it's the Escuchion. <laughs> I mean, get French if you want to. Uh, so that was just some. Some silly name that I got whenever I wanted to devote my full Black Ops career to the Shield. Oh, this is way out. <laughs> I didn't know where to put this, but <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Vic. Uh, Vic is one of the one of the fun clan members. Uh, he is a very good, probably just a video gamer in general. But uh, we would play on Black Ops and. And the shield was just a troll thing I would use, um, but it was very productive as well. So it was a fun way to play. So funny. Okay, so I put that question in the way wrong place. I should have asked you, Freddie, but here we are. We went on a little rabbit trail <laughs> back to business here. <laughs> How can people who are interested in the speedrunning get involved in the community? Uh, give me a second. I'll just post an invite. So I did have it right. So speedrun.com is is the primary website for it, and then there's a Discord. 
Yeah, it's Discord. So you can go to speedrun.com slash then the abbreviation for uh, a favorite game. So, nice. for instance, speedrun.com slash thug1, uh, <laughs> or et cetera. Or you can, just, you can just go to this little link right there. Slash thaw. Yeah, slash thaw. Don't go there, though. Never, <laughs> never go to that. Um, though it would work hypothetically. Hypothetically. Doesn't one of your favorite people have a, a record on the thaw run? I think his name is Pasta. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> uh, so uh, you, you already alluded to it a little bit, but how excited were you to see speedrunning included as an actual game mode within uh, Pro Skater 1 Plus 2? Yeah, so definitely uh, you had guys that were running the game. Um, like you would never expect them to, uh, like Mike uh, or, uh, or Brown, you know, great players in the community. Uh, trying to actually compete for you know the first place time, so that was really cool to see, uh, and it definitely I think carried the game well past uh, it's it's unfortunately it's prime even though it's so early. Yeah, I think. Uh, go ahead, Freddie. I was just gonna touch on this next question that one of our former podcast guest George recently captured all of the top times for all levels in one plus two. Do you have any interest in trying to take him on and beat those times? Yeah. So no, he, it's one thing to, uh, to be good at one level, but to be good at all levels is pretty cool to see. Uh, it's also a uh, good fortune to, to play at a time where no one else is playing it, but maybe like two other players on PC. So um, <laughs> do I, uh, do I want to go at it? Probably not, but uh, pretty, pretty lucky to, uh, to get it right now, I would say. <laughs> I actually, Andy THPS has started doing speedrunning on his stream. So, uh, and he's never done speedrunning. I was actually surprised to see him try it because he uh, he's always kind of sworn off of it. He's like, "That's not my play style at all. I'm not really into it." And he's he's been going at it. So, kind of like you said earlier, Crad, it's uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I I, I want to catch those streams. I see when he streams, I see the title of it, and he's getting into it. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know how, uh, receptive he is to tips or if he even knows who to trust. I'm sure he would only trust like Jorge or something like that. So, but <laughs> yeah, he could probably improve really fast though. <laughs> no, I think he probably recognizes, uh, anybody that's got some world records posted, he'd probably take some advice from him. So, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> Uh, so you put in time as a moderator for the original fun forums when it was uh, very active. How did that come about? Gosh, I, don't know. I think I was just bored. Um, I I asked Mark, who was maybe still his leader of fun. I'm not sure anymore. Uh, hey, make me a moderator. He's like, okay. And, uh, there it is, though. That's a great answer. That's, that's it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty easy one. <clears throat> This is going to be another question, Freddie. I didn't know what this, where this came from. So if it's completely out of place, I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay, Crad. Uh, reveal the identity of the truth. Okay, so maybe a little backstory is 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 neat here. Um, back on thps-online.net, there was a user account named the Truth that would propose these questions that may spark a debate. Uh, who is a better player or, you know, things like that. And no one knew the identity, at least for a little while. Um, I happen to know 
when it first came to light. Um, but the user, the truth is, drumroll, it is Freddy. <laughs> it was me the whole time? It was me all along? <laughs> it was, it was, I think it was just you. Uh, and I even know how you would, you would post this stuff and stuff like that, but I won't get into it. <laughs> is this, is this true uh, confessions of, of all this? I always know you, you yeah. did some posing, Freddie, but wow, this is a, there's a lot coming out here tonight. <laughs> Unfortunately, Blaz, the admin of Doug Live and Nacho. Cross reference to my IPs. Those sons <laughs> of guns. Nacho's still around smart. too. He has he has some uh, some apologizing to do to Freddie. No, no, but uh, it was just some debate topics like who's the what's the better clan, THO or TLT, and they would blow up into like a 20, 20 page <laughs> thread. Mm. Okay, it's all coming together now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the THPSX.com uh, website. Um, uh, how did that come about? What led you to help it get started? What was the whole kind of backstory? Because when we talked with Ace, when he was a guest on here, he didn't. He came in a little bit late to the party on that. So I'm curious to see where did it kind of all stem from and come from? What was the idea and, and who kind of got that thing off the ground and started? Uh, so I think for uh, Ace came in maybe 20... 2015, but uh, back in 2011, around Thanksgiving, uh, me and Freddie just wanted to have a place to, that people could resort to. And back because back then it was just all these websites were going down, and there just wasn't a like a permanent house for the community. And not that we wanted to be the sole place, but just somewhere where people could resort to, and in case they didn't have a home, you know, sure, uh, come on in, uh, and just as a resource more than anything. Um, but unbeknownst to us, I think THPS HD was being released as well. And so we kind of used that, uh, as a, as a pedestal to kind of co-launch with our website, hmm. which was the uh, fruition of some of the, the best memeing before memes were even popular. Uh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I should have pulled one of those up to show because I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a, couple, there's a couple. So seriously though, you guys didn't even know pro. So when you guys started brainchilding this, you didn't even know HD was going to be a thing yet. It was before that. No. And I, I don't know how soon it came about maybe a week later, or a month later, but you know, we already had the, the domain bot. You can even check the, the registry information um and then the the video game awards were were out soon uh just soon after and that's when tony hawk got his announcement um <laughs> stolen from him uh, <laughs> uh so yeah that, that came afterwards and we just kind of kind of used that as a tool to you know, try and bring more hype to the series. All right, talk about that a little bit more. I'm not going to let you get that go. What do you mean it got stolen from him? I know the story, but tell it for the people. No, listening. this is different. It was just funny the way that the VGA awards came about. Tony Hawk came on screen, on screen, on stage, to announce his game, um, but it, he got kind of uh, kind of ran over by the announcer. And here to announce THPS HD is Tony Hawk. It just wasn't the way that he wanted to do it. Oh, I thought you were talking about something else. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll let Freddie do uh, explain his magic that he did. If you uh, if if you watch the red carpet pre-show of the Video Game Awards, they got caught an interview with Tony Hawk, and he literally <laughs> said, "I'm I'm here to announce Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD." 
and he kind of let the cat out of the bag early, a couple hours early. And then and... he gave THPSX a shout out, which was on YouTube. Uh, you <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that one teed up. I didn't know where you were going to go here, but I, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, so basically what happened, Crad uh, notified me that they had made the announcement for the new game, and we picked up the domain thpshd.com and threw up a like a countdown timer and uh, some music in the background and just a vague image of Tony Hawk and the countdown timer was for New Year's Day 2012 and uh, like we kind of like worked all these uh, video game sites into thinking that it was a actual official website for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD but I mean <laughs> but really he would, <laughs> he, he would even post that uh these these fake newspaper articles like referring to a level that could be in the game and people were like oh this is confirmed it's going to be in the game this is sweet yeah i put like an image of a newspaper article from the roswell crash and instantly people were thinking about roswell the level <laughs> oh man that's good stuff i love it and then when the the site actually launched you know these video game websites that were picking up on it and ended up posting uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Countdown turns into a community website for Tony Hawk, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get many domains uh, in our in our time from then, but that was <laughs> yeah, one that we're we going to talk about that in a bit too. <laughs> so, how did you meet Freddie? You. Um... So when I met you, you were in the the RE2 clan. Uh, Dang. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember like like how that transcended to this, but uh, I'm I'm going to assume just King of the Hill stuff. Hmm. Wow. What Christmas did you get Tony Hawk for? Was it O2 or O3? Um, it would have been O2. Wow. So. You're talking like late 2003. I was in RE2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have known each other for a long time. So here's uh, here's one of the articles talking about uh, what they just alluded to here. Lots of ads. Thanks, Ace. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I appreciate you posting. Like... <clears throat> Oh, that's funny. I remember when this all came about. I hadn't met you guys yet. Uh, yeah, I was like, "What is this? Isn't this all the, these kids? They're isn't so this the the guy that uh, that trolled Benson and tried to purchase TXO from him all those years ago?" <laughs> <laughs> and do it on this the background music for that countdown. I had put "Cult of Personality" by Living Color. Yes, and, nice. And people were like, "Oh, it's gonna be on the soundtrack." <laughs> and really the whole time you were thinking about CM Punk. <laughs> All right, let's keep going here. Uh, so in six months from now will be the 10th anniversary of launching THPSX.com. January 1st, 2012 is when it launched. How do you feel about the evolution of the website to what it is now? Thanks to Skate Ace and Doadman as well as the Discord community we have built. Yeah, I mean, shout out to, to um, Doad, you and Ace. Um, they really the website from nothing to something we can all um, have a lot of functionality and, and just use as 
if necessary. I'm very great, grateful for you guys. Grateful for you too, Karad. <laughs> I took your question, Freddie. I'm sorry. I'm all over the map here. I'll get the next couple. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so THPSX doesn't exactly have a team. Was that intentional? Or would you ever consider putting together a team to represent the website, or is that not a purpose? Uh, yeah, it was never really a purpose. I and mean, I think, again, I think clients are kind of silly at this point. If people have the time to spend that where it warrants it, sure. I mean, have fun. But um, just just a name to reference something uh, when speaking about a certain subject. And can you tell us how did you first get involved with OpenSpy? Uh, yeah, so back in 2011, 2012, I don't recall. Um, it was just a lot of unstableness around uh, OpenSpy. It was just constantly going down. And I guess there was um, scares about financial concerns of keeping it online, uh, which back then it wasn't even that much even for, for those standards. Um, you know, all I had ever wanted was to, to make sure that OpenSpy was able to, to remain online um, if I needed to help um, facilitate um, rule breaking, whatever else, and that wasn't really a concern. But if I needed to, I could do that too. But uh, my whole my whole concern from then and until now is just making sure that there was no reason for it to go offline. Um, and before 2012, there was um, a lot of issues, um, different different issues, different people involved that just weren't as trustworthy. Um, and I just wanted to make sure there wasn't a reason for it. Uh, so many from our audience may not uh, understand the technical aspects of OpenSpy and what it uh, and what it does for anyone who plays Thug Pro online. Can you talk about it a little bit? What is OpenSpy? What's the what's kind of the concept behind it? Yeah, so in short, it's just a GameSpy emulator. Um, in theory, whatever games that GameSpy could host, so could OpenSpy. Um, you may need to alter the exe with the hex editor and point the domain name. To OpenSpy as the main, but in theory it should work, and and that's really what it was—just a, a GameSpy emulator. Uh, as far as as far as Thug Pro um, or Thug Two, really, uh, they used GameSpy back in the day. They can use OpenSpy now. Freddie, you got that next question? Did we lose Freddie? Are you still here, Crab? Yes. Thank you. All right. I'll never leave you. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm going to keep going then. Uh, I'm not sure what happened with Freddie. There might be some technical difficulties. So OpenSpy is funded solely by donations, yeah? Uh, if there were enough donations to fund it, I guess that would be true. Mm. Um, but, I mean, what it has been and what I've always just wanted to be was just, you know, I'll pay for the service and it would stay online. So, so if so someone... Go ahead, Freddie. There he if is. Someone did, <laughs> <laughs> if someone did feel that they wanted to contribute to the project, how could they go about that? 
well, they they can go through an interview process with me <laughs> to make sure what they're doing towards uh, if we actually need the donations, which we usually don't. Um, and you know, just make sure it's uh, it's a right fit, you know, because I don't want to take someone's money um, if I don't need to. It was jokingly rumored that OpenSpy would be closing as of this broadcast. Any truth to those rumors, or is OpenSpy going to be around for their foreseeable future? Yeah, I think that was just a troll. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no reason why OpenSpy would go down. Uh, even if it this one did go down, I'm sure someone has a uh, a working alternative already that could uh, supplement it. So shouldn't be any issue with that. Um, with that. Hmm. All right, switching gears to videos a little bit here. So on your, uh, you have a YouTube channel, uh, David W, and you've got a few videos on there. Do you enjoy making videos, the process of that whole thing? Is that something that you're into? Well, if you've seen any of my videos, you would know the answer is um, <laughs> get the uh, the main point across without uh, effort. So uh, <laughs> do I enjoy making them? I enjoy putting out what I put out, but I don't really have any video editing skills. <laughs> so the description for KXCH OG says you provided ideas for crazy in the production of the video. What was the concept behind this video production? Oh man, I don't even remember how that came across. Uh, but crazy is a, a a great person, a funny guy. Uh, that video is is legendary, and I wish I still had the trailer to that video. Uh, kind of teasing it because it was um, just as uh, just silly. <laughs> um, but if no one's seen the video, which why would they? Uh, it's basically just uh, a competition's being held, and and I do like three clips or something, and and crazy has this South Park esque commentator going on. Uh, it's just a silly thing, especially back in I don't know, 2010, probably. I, I haven't finished watching all of it yet, but. And if you watch that video, there, I didn't realize this until I saw it recently. There's definitely similar uh, similarities between that video and the kind of videos I've had put out recently. Quality <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, is right there. All right, I like it. So, have you ever been included in any uh, sort of team video or compilation type video? No, I don't think so. I've been asked to be a special guest quite a few times, but. Um... No, I mean, not many people want to hold a corner glitch video, um, so I haven't really, really done any. And do you keep up on the current videos being released in our community? No, I don't really care. I, I think, uh, I think if there were going to be some, some THPS videos that I cared about, it'd be with new games. Um, the current direction of Thug Pro is. It's just not what I grew up playing with. So I don't really care about the videos being released for it. Hmm. Uh, so most videos now seem to be, it, it, this may be a, a moot point, but well, we'll ask it anyway. Most videos now seem to be longer in length than back in the day. Do you prefer the more long form type videos or do you like them short and sweet? Uh, it, it just depends um, on the quality. If, if, if you have good video uh production and you have something to show off then yeah definitely like i think the persecutor forever videos they were pretty uh pretty lengthy mm -hmm. um, but they're also top tier gameplay uh, yes so you were you were still hooked so i mean as long as there's something there to watch or but uh 
Not really, I don't, not really into lines or anything like that. More just transfers. Got it. I, I am just. What is? What are we watching? <laughs> this video. The, the is OG so, one. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like, what is this? Now I'm going to go back. I should have watched it before the podcast. I didn't do my due diligence here, but this is crazy. <clears throat> Uh, get it crazy because crazy is the one that. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh -huh. See. And can you tell us what would be your favorite video style, improv, concept, no manual style, or just raw, raw gameplay? Uh, so people like Jens on Thug One. I really like his style. Um, but I, I, I think I much more enjoy the, the no manual. It's just cause they, they take a lot of thinking out and a lot of skill to accomplish those. Yeah. All right. Let's talk briefly about streaming. It's become a big focus of Tony Hawk's pro skater gameplay, especially with the release of one plus two, really kind of the streaming surrounding the series blew up. How different do you think our community would have been if live streaming existed, say during the thug one era? Oh man, I have no doubt that we would have millionaires if mm -hmm. like Twitch TV was as popular as it was uh, as it is now as it was back in the day. It'd be it'd be amazing. There'd be so many people that would have been partners via the old uh, policies with like the uh, 250 subscribers and stuff like that. Now, you yourself um, personally, you stream on occasion. Uh, do you enjoy streaming yourself? Uh, yeah, casually. Um, definitely not something I work towards. Um, I wish more players would stream King of the Hill because that's that's pretty fun to watch. Um, but I, I just do it casually. I'll I'll, I'll stream some uh, some of the games here and there, but not too much. <laughs> I agree. More King of the Hill streaming. It's kind of, it, it can get a little bit lengthy and it's hard to segment it down because they're not short clips, especially if it's a, you know, two minute, eight, you know, eight minute, whatever. But if you can get multiple aspects or angles on that thing, I think it's really great. It's a, it's an exciting yeah. thing to watch. At the very least, we just need more, um, more tournament streams. Definitely. Yeah. Even prop battles, just stream those. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be good for sure. Do it live. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think the future holds for the series? Um, do you E three is coming on as well as the summer gaming event where One Plus Two was announced last year? There's no announcements. What's your opinion on Activision remaking another title in the series or even a brand new title? Uh, yeah, so I think Activision is in the money-making business. I don't think they care about E3 or whatever else. So just because it wasn't announced doesn't mean it's not going to come. So as soon as they get their their model done with whatever developers are going to be on it, I'm sure there'll be another game coming out. Yeah. I if have not, no multiple. doubt. I just can't imagine there not being critically acclaimed, fan acclaimed... Everybody seemed to really like it, you know, bar the complaints about online, but otherwise glaring reviews all the way around. Um, still wish we could find some numbers on what it did, but um, it just seems like there was enough there. So, 
hot take. Maybe not have uh, destructive games do the online uh, for the next for the next one. You know, just see how it goes. You know, right. And did you like seeing Tony Hawk be as exposed as it was with One Plus Two, or do you, did part of you still wish it had been a smaller, more niche community that we've all become accustomed to? Uh, so uh, there's not really a community with One Plus Two. So um, I think everyone everyone wants um, a bigger system to to kind of absorb players and give them the option to see what Thug Pro is and stuff like that. So if not for One Plus Two, I mean, you can bring over some players to Thug Pro. So yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. And, uh... Give us your top all-time favorite story from your entire career in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Like, uh, like favorite event that happened? Can be whatever yeah, any, you want. Any, anything online, whatever. Uh, so, I guess um, I will have to say the tournament that we won was pretty cool because that was really the only tournament that I was in. Um, so that was pretty pretty fun to actually be in one and win one. But the next one will have to be the GDQ session. And if not for the fact that Freddie just said, screw it, I want to talk about Thug Pro on an Activision sponsored event, that was like the best thing I ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, what, oh, games done quick? Is that what you mean by GDQ? Yeah, so uh, we uh, we were fortunate enough to get the game pretty early and, and practice it and, and, all, and participate in a launch event for OnePlus 2 posted on Games Done Quick's uh, Twitch account. Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> and at the very end, I, uh, the uh, the person that hosted the event was like, all right, if you have any shout-outs, feel free to do it. And Freddy just went all out and said, you know, there's this mod <laughs> called Thug Pro. You know, <laughs> nice. A good two minutes of just talking about it. It was amazing. Wow. Hey, I, I still got paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <clears throat> I don't know how I missed that, or maybe I forgot. I'm old, guys. Feels old, man. All right. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about your relationship, your friendship and relationship with Tyler. And the guy. Next question. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, he's a really good dude, uh, and pretty smart as well. Uh, the fact that he was able to do the mirrored Manhattan, um, the way he did it was pretty cool. Um, I think he programmed something together and. Able to get the notes done, so. But yeah, as, as a person, he's a great guy. Uh, glad to be able to talk about Tony Hawk with him in the past few years. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, I just all jokes aside and kidding aside. For those that don't know, uh, within Discord and and just online interaction, whatever else, Crowd and Tyler are uh, they they have a lot of fun banter between each other, and you would almost think that they hate each other. But they really don't. I think they really have a, a, a good liking for each other, and it's just a lot of fun to watch those guys go back and forth with with some really kind of fun, uh, just banter. That's all I can really say. They insult each other, but it's all good hearted and whatever else. It's 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 fun to watch. <laughs> fun for you. Crad, <laughs> will we ever tell Dudman how much we paid for Thug X online? Um, so we paid for, we paid a substantial amount for THPSX online. 
Thug X line we got pretty lucky with, and we um we got that for a pretty good price. Oh yeah, so it was THPSX online. Do you wanna? Well, I mean, it's up to you, Freddie. I'll tell him. Tell me to tell him. <laughs> tell him. All right. So THPSXonline.com was actually it was abandoned to some other guy that was using it as an adult website yep. domain. Yeah. So we said no. This can't be done. And uh, <laughs> so we contacted the guy and said, listen, do it or else. Um, and he gave us a price of 400 bucks for the domain. Uh, wow. Actually, it was 500 but I'm all about negotiation. So got it down to 400 bucks. <laughs> nice. Um, and, uh, and yeah. That's still yeah. a lot for a domain. It <laughs> is, man. We I remember that. <laughs> I, we were all freaked out about that later on because we were like, why did, you know, and when it first was let go, I don't know if you guys know this, but Benson actually auctioned it up for the community. He gave everybody first right of refusal. Does anybody want to buy this? I think he even made it public. Now, this wasn't just amongst the moderators. He actually asked, and I think it was like dirt cheap, like 40 or 50 bucks. So oh, man. <laughs> take all that for what it's worth. Thousand bucks for something, and that's all I recall. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> huh, that's interesting. I don't know why. It, that's always been like this big secret you guys have felt like you wanted to keep for me for some reason. It's interesting. <laughs> it really was. It just never came up. <laughs> uh, all right. Here you go. This is, inquiring minds want to know what's your opinion of Spy Party? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, so. Spy Party is a great game. I think you guys should just give me this this question just to, to do what I always do, and that's to, to promote Spy Party. Yes. Uh, so it's a 1v1 kind of game, um, and uh, your one player is the spy, and your your job is to blend in with this party of AI people, uh, NPCs, uh, while also accomplishing missions or tasks um, that the, the sniper needs to either uh, deduce or he can watch you specifically for a hard tail. Um, and so it's uh, definitely a uh, more of an intellectual game than it is like a you know action type. Really fun. <laughs> we always kid around about it. I know you enjoy it. I've actually seen a couple of your, your streams where you've streamed Spy Party, and I remember when you first got into it, you're like, "Dude, you got to check this out. It's the best game ever." I gotta admit, I still have never played it. Yeah, well, you need to buy it. Um, that's the, <laughs> that. the sniper gets one bullet, so he has one one shot to basically find the spy within a couple minutes. So there you go. Games go by really quick, and you can play, you can play a lot in quick succession, so it's really fun. Nice. Oh, man, I got this question. Hey, you put this <laughs> down, buddy. Uh, you can leave it if you want, but whatever. <laughs> Is it true that you welcome unknown, unwelcome visitors to your home by standing your ground with a gun? Who wrote this question? <laughs> Who do you think? <laughs> Not me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Freddie uh, wrote that question. <laughs> if you ask me to find some insane individual who stands outside his house all day uh, with a gun in his hand, I'm pretty sure that would be illegal. Um, <laughs> and no, I don't do that. Oh... <laughs> uh... Wow. I didn't think you'd do it, Freddie. I didn't think you were going to ask it. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, any shout-outs to players who we haven't covered so far? Um, yeah, shout-out to Gon. Um, <laughs> yeah, great guy. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess C, C as well. We haven't really spoken about him very much. He's the yeah. one that developed OpenSpy. Uh, yeah. 
Absolutely. Definitely him. So, Crad, whether it's moderating the THPSX Discord, offering tech help to new players, or overseeing OpenSpy, and that's not even counting the, your financial contributions over the years, to many people you have been a small resource when needed. Are you aware of the impact you have had on the community outside the realm of King of the Hill and Capture the Flag? No, I, I think any contribution I have is negligible, and it would have been picked up if I wasn't there by somebody else. So, yeah, insignificant. Well, I'm going to agree to disagree with you there, Crad. I think your contributions are amazing, and, and I know you don't necessarily like talking about stuff like this, but uh, uh, your long suffering and helping people—you'll uh, go to—I've seen you go to the ends of the earth to help somebody get their controller working on Thug Pro or whatever else. It's just incredible. So, I think you, you're very humble about it, and I appreciate that. But uh, your contributions are, are awesome, and they're lasting, in my opinion. Well, we we can agree to disagree. So. <laughs> uh, so, do you plan on continuing to play the series and be involved with it for the foreseeable future? And are you still enjoying it? Yeah, I mean, I don't really play it much now. Um, if I do, were to, if I were to play consistently, it would be to to speed run something. Um, but I'm not really a casual player anymore, aside from the Friday night, you know, things hosted by Ace a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And that concludes the section of questions from myself and Dode. We're going to move on to some questions submitted from Discord users. First of which from uh, Jesse. When are you going to implement a spy party mode into Thug Pro? <laughs> well, that will be outside of my wheelhouse. And I don't think anyone enjoys spy party as much as I do, inside this community at least. Um, so well, I won't say never, but but not anytime soon. <laughs> There already is firefight. That's pretty close. <laughs> That's pretty close. Uh, I'm going to disclaim too on these questions from Discord. We had some really, really weird questions from Discord, y'all. So uh, we kept the ones in, even a couple of fun ones, but some were just out there. So if if we skip a couple, it's because it's just so bizarre. All right, second one from Jesse, and that is, do you remember the origin story of TCAH? I do. Um, it was when me and Jesse, I guess we were tired of winning so much. I don't know why we would do this otherwise, um, but playing Capture the Flag, uh, we were really good. I'm not saying we were the best or no one could ever beat us, but that's basically what happened. And uh, so we just made this stupid taunt where it was like the champs are here, uh, but abbreviated this TCAH. Oh. And it got spammed relentlessly every time we won. <laughs> Just typical, you know, 14-year-old stuff. Of course. I love it. The champs are here. <laughs> we were 25. That's great. <laughs> great taunt. Jesse asks, do you think Iggy or Beast could have ever bested you and captured the flag? Man, they sure tried. Um, so these were a couple of, at the time, they were actually kids. They were they were maybe eight. eight, eight I think one was 11, one was nine, something like wow. that. Um, so if they had played nonstop from then till now, then yes. Otherwise, no. All right, we're going to queue up this video for this next question, and that question is, when can we expect a sequel to Crad's Lip Montage, which is this video right here? 
that's that's one of the the worst efforts I put into a video. I didn't even make transitions, um, or clipped or edited down to uh, better clips. Uh, probably never, though. There is a reproducible way to do in Thug Pro the uh, the glitch thing. Yeah, probably never. I think I've seen this once. I forgot about. I this is cool. It got a lot of positive remarks, more than I ever thought would happen. Okay, I can't. I I it just blows my mind to see you wearing a, a clan tag though. That's what's always weird to me. <laughs> <clears throat> Prohead wants to know who is the best David and why is it Iron? Yeah, no, I agree. Iron's a great guy. Uh, you forget how close you are to certain people as the years go on. And um, me and him were, we would talk a lot. We're pretty close. Uh, probably back in the year 2011. You know, he's a great guy. So yeah, he's the best David. <laughs> great question. It was <laughs> really profound. Prohad wants to know how bad is Vic at at Call of Duty. I'm presuming he's that's what really COD good. means. <laughs> he's really good. Uh, so our MMRs, especially when I was first starting out, were so different. You know, he would join my game mid-game and be put into a lobby that had my rating. Um, and he would just go like 41 and 0. Wow. So he really good. Here's a question from Tyler. Oh, why can't we be friends? He knows why. We're, they're just inconceivable differences. Inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. <clears throat> All right, this is from List, and it's more of a comment than a question. List says, thanks for taking over the hosting of Chapter3.net. Oh, no, no problem. Um, again, it's just one of those things where you want to preserve content. Um. You know, and they, they were already a long-standing community before, um, you know, I took over the hosting part of it, so. All right, we'll keep this, we'll keep this, uh, this is going to be the last question. Sorry, it's not on the list, but uh, CDOT snuck in a question at the end, and he says, uh, do you still sleep with that MS thang on you? <laughs> I'm going to take it that that is not a viable question for this broadcast. Just, just an odd question to ask in a okay. GPS podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll just leave it there. All right. Well, crowd, uh, this has been great. This has been a lot of fun. I sure have enjoyed chatting, chatting with you. I mean, we've hung out together for years, and, and I appreciate you doing this. And uh, It's been so much fun. So at this, here's the point in the podcast where we want to give you the opportunity to cover, say, anything that you want to say, uh, any additional shout-outs, anything that you'd like to cover or talk about that we haven't already covered or talked about in, uh, within the uh, uh, question set that we had in the question set from Discord. Are you there, Crad? Yes. Do you have anything you want to say? Oh, hey. Um... <laughs> no, not really. Uh, appreciate the podcast. Um, final shout-outs to Gone, uh, Ace. <laughs> you guys, I guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
a man of few words, <clears throat> but they all uh, are meaningful and make sense. <laughs> all right, well, let's do this then. We're still in college. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is going to be the point then uh, where uh, we're going to wrap it up here with you, Crad, and then we're going to talk about uh, what's coming up next. So, Crad, you are welcome to drop off if you like, or you can hang on if you want to as well. That's fine either way. Uh, but thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate you doing this. Uh, I sure have enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. I ain't leaving. Okay. <laughs> hey, you're welcome to hang on there. So, all right, very good. Okay, guys. So this is this is uh, this would normally be the time where I introduce our next guest. This is the time. Uh, this time, though, we're going to come at you all, and we're going to give you a big see you later. We're not saying an emphatic goodbye, and there is a difference. For now, Freddy, myself, and Mr. Freeze have completed 50 amazing episodes. It's a good number to pause on. Will we, will we be back? Sometime, possibly. If news of a new game is announced or a guest comes across our path that makes sense, we very well may do a one-off episode from time to time. Just don't expect in every couple of weeks as we have been doing. Uh, it's been an amazing experience putting these on, and we've had some wonderful guests over these 50 episodes. Shout out to Mr. Freeze for starting and hosting 19 great episodes. Shout out to Nacho for an amazing opening video he did for us and has been a great part of the broadcast. Shout out to Giorgio Varga for the awesome graphics, all the video thumbnails and so forth that he contributed. And shout out to every single guest. We enjoyed interviewing all of you. So grateful for you willing to share your stories. And then shout out to everybody who supported us. If you messaged us, commented, chatted in Twitch, gave us a watch on YouTube, or listened to any of our replays, thank you. We hope it's been an enjoyable ride. And finally, huge shout out to Freddy. He's been an amazing co-host and a good friend. He got me stoked to do this in the first place and then did so much behind the scenes, week in and week out. His knowledge of the history of the community never ceases to amaze me, and I can't think of anyone else I would have liked to have taken this journey with. So, Freddie, any shout-outs or sentiments you would like us to share as we wrap this one up? Yes, Toad Man, I just want to um, reflect that right back, at, right back to you. You've been an amazing uh, host these last 18 months and really enjoyed the ride with all, um, all of our great guests. Uh, the Neversoft employees that are gracious to come on and uh, whether you've t tuned in for the first time or you're a member of the community, uh, thanks for tuning in for all of our episodes. And I think episode 50 is a great number to pause on. Yep, very well said. We appreciate, thanks everybody in chat. I see all the sentiments and uh, thank you so much. Uh, it's uh, really appreciated. It's really nice to see all of the love and support coming on and, and uh, we're so grateful to you all, really seriously. Um, so at any rate, um, it's been a great ride. And like I said, we're not saying goodbye. I, I learned a long time ago in Tony Hawk land that I, I remember one time I did this really crazy thing where I said, I quit. I'm not playing anymore. I'm done with this. And I just left. 
And uh, and then inevitably, I got the itch again at one point, and then I came back, with my tail between my legs, and I said, "No, I didn't quit. Uh, here I am again." <laughs> and so I don't want to do that. I want to just say, who knows? But uh, this is a great opportunity to take a pause for a period of time, and uh, let's see what the future brings. We just never know. And uh, some of the people in chat are saying there's so many more great guests, and absolutely agree. There really are. Uh, there's many, many more great stories, many more gr great tales to be told. Uh, so many aspects of this community that can be shared and talked about, and and we may we may get there uh, at some point in the future. But for now, we're going to go ahead, and with that, we're going to say a heartfelt see you later. <laughs>